Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen. We are uh, looking at things from another angle, God's mission to everyone. And the first thing I want to do is ask a question from you. What is something that has changed your perspective over the years? Money, someone says. Having children. Having children, yeah. For me, quite a perspective change uh, has been living in another country, amongst another culture, learning another language, all those kinds of things get you to see things from a different way. This is um, Kelvin Grove Art Gallery and Museum in Glasgow. Actually, I took that photo, even. <laughs> I was there 2018. Um, but actually, the photo that we're going to focus on soon, or the picture we're going to focus on soon, uh, I did take a photo of it, but it's not very clear. And um, the artwork is actually copyrighted. So we are going to get a good clear picture of it because I paid for a picture to be able to use it with a, a copyright license. But nevertheless, in 1961, someone came into this particular art gallery and the person had in hand a brick. And the person was determined and went straight to a particular art piece and started hacking into the painting. And of course, visitors around saw it and thought, what's going on here? And they saw the anger and the violence in that person. And this is the painting that he was attacking. Now, why did he attack, uh, attack that painting? Um, did he hate Christians? Did he hate Christ? No, wasn't that. He, he was annoyed with the way Dali painted. Dali is the artist here, Salvador Dali. He was annoyed with the way Dali painted Christ on the cross. Correct. He had that sort of idea that it's a bit sacrilegious to paint the cross of Christ like this because um, it's, we're looking at it from a different perspective, aren't we? And we normally do at the cross of Christ. Um, because we normally, here we have a cross here and we normally come in and, and uh, our view is usually looking up. And Dali painted as if we're above the cross looking down. And so he thought that was sacrilegious. But Dali, the artist, of course, he's not painting a realistic painting here. There's some realism in there, but he's interpreting something here by painting in this particular way. And he's asking us for a moment to look, maybe having God's view, looking down on Jesus on the cross, down onto the world. So it's got this 
idea, this perspective of God, God looking at the world through Jesus on the cross. Okay? To look at the world can be difficult for us at this time because of, well, there's a lot of bad news around. Um, the virus, for one thing, is causing a lot of concern in a lot of places in the world. In Australia, up here we're not too bad, but we've had a severe lockdown. Um, borders are closed again with New South Wales. Uh, therefore, lots of things people planned, including my niece, Wedding postponed, wedding cancelled. Wedding might be in South Australia now and not in New South Wales, um, this kind of thing. We've had people um, putting other people at risk. We have sickness, we have death, and of course in the world all sorts of other terrible things are happening as well. Just look at Lebanon, Beirut, um, lots of people killed there. Things keep going on, domestic violence keeps going on other terrible things happen. And I think it can be easy to come into the church and leave that messy world behind, have a little bit of a quiet moment, look at Christ on the cross, as if everything in the world is all right for a while, maybe. I can leave the mess of the world behind. And I think Dali's portrayal of Jesus on the cross invites us to look with a different perspective from this perspective, you can't escape seeing the world. You're looking at the cross of Christ, but you still get down to see the world. But you see it looking through Jesus on the cross. And this is the perspective I think Paul has in our reading today, and he makes two major points. The first one is that we are people saved by grace. And so I'm doing a close-up now of Dali's painting. And I want you to look at it. Is it clear enough for you to see what Dali has done when he's painted Christ on the cross? Can you see? There are no nails. Dali has not painted Christ nailed to the cross. Of course we know that he was nailed to the cross. But Dali painted Christ on the cross with the intention of telling us that Christ is willingly there. Nothing is holding him there. He's there because he loves us. It's showing Christ's love for us. And you, you might remember... Uh, from the New Testament account, people, people did say to Christ, if you're God, the Son of God, just take yourself off of the cross. Which he could have done. But he didn't. And Dali paints that meaning for us, that Christ was willingly on the cross for us, out of love for us. It's pure love that Jesus was on the cross for you. And that's something that the Apostle Paul understands and proclaims to the Christians in Rome. And he turns to the book of Deuteronomy, amazingly, in the book of Rome and in these chapters that we are reading now. And you'd think you'd get some kind of law message out of that. Uh, 
But Paul thinks about the people of God in the Old Testament wandering around the wilderness for 40 years. They never grumbled. They never complained. They never wished they were back in Egypt. They were such good people. <laughs> it's not right, is it? <laughs> they grumbled and complained. They wished they'd never come out of Egypt. I wish we were back there. It was much better there. What did you bring us here for? Um, and at Deuteronomy 9 verse 4, Paul alludes to this text. It says, Do not say to yourself, The Lord has brought me here to take possession of this land because we are such good people. Don't say you are such good people. Deuteronomy 9 verse 6 says it again. Understand then that it is not because you are such good people that the Lord your God is giving you this good land to possess, for you are stubborn. It's a gift from God. It's God giving this going into the land. It's God giving it. They've been stubborn, so don't ever say it's because you've been good. And this is what Paul is talking about in Romans chapter 10, verse 9. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, for it is believing in your heart that you are made right with God. Paul invites us to confess that our salvation is in Jesus Christ by grace through faith, not what we do, but rather what God does for us in Christ Jesus, willingly there for us on the cross. Paul's message is clear. It's not because you are good people. That's the wrong way to approach our relationship with God. And it's the, it's the wrong angle. But it's often the angle people take, I think. People think they have to be good. But Paul invites us to confess that Jesus Christ, by grace, through faith, not by what you do, but by what God does for you. In Romans, Paul tells us this is a gift. God demonstrates his love for you in that while you were yet sinners, Christ died for you, Paul says earlier on. This is a gift. While you were yet sinners, Christ died for you, not only after, when you were good people. Prove yourself first. A lot of people, even Christians of long standing, find this hard to believe. There are still a lot who think, I'm not good enough for God to accept me. And there's still a lot of Christian people who think, I'm pretty good. I've done a lot of good work for the church. Surely that God's going to count that towards me. So people are thinking still from the angle of what I do. How hard it is to realize that the gospel is a gift. While you were yet sinners, Christ died for you. Not because of or when or after you proved that you were good. And that's the picture right there of Jesus willingly on the cross for you, out of love for you. And the second point that Paul is making is that then we are involved in God's mission. Paul writes and says, everyone 
who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. The emphasis is on everyone, not the good Jews in Rome and not the good Gentiles in Rome who he was writing to. He was writing to these people and he said, everyone, everybody, God's mission is to bring this message to everybody. And Paul brings that mission of God down to earth in the midst of this dirty and messy world and he uses the very thing <laughs> that often brings us down and that's our mouths. <laughs> Paul talks about our mouths taking the good news. You might uh, have heard those verses in Romans. How can they call on the one they have not believed in? How can they believe in the one who they have not heard? How can they hear without someone telling them? How can anyone tell them unless they are sent? How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. How beautiful are the everyday normal people bringing God's good news to people. And that's what Dali has painted again. He's got Christ, God looking down at Christ on the cross, down onto the world. I believe that somewhere in um, Dali's home area, that lake, and he's painted, difficult to see, but there are two ordinary fishermen there at the lake. Just two everyday fishermen. Of course, that will immediately click for us, disciples, which is how God worked. He, he, he called ordinary people, two fishermen, and sent them out to be his witnesses. To firstly to be his followers and then later sent them out to the rest of the world, everyday people giving the good news away. And that's how it continues to this day. We have to look at this from a different angle again, not uh, the professional pastor person being the witness, but everyday people being the witness. You might know everyday people who in astounding ways have witnessed uh, about God to people around them. I've had this book for many years called uh, God's Heroes. And it's just short stories about everyday people actually who have found ways in their life and they've committed in their life to sharing the good news and there's a whole host of them. I'll just mention one. An ordinary, everyday woman, Olga Rob Robertson. I think she's of Lebanese descent, in fact. But she was an American in the Philippines who uh, spent decades, and maybe she's still doing it. Didn't look up her current status. She's a spiritual counsellor to hardened criminals in a prison in the Philippines. And uh, all she's had is kind of a heart of overflowing love for murderers, rapists and hardened criminals, which has really transformed the lives of those men. They're all men that she's ministered to and there she is, this slightly framed, short little woman doing this, <laughs> doing this work, Olga Robinson. Amazing. After a visitor attacked Dali's painting, 
Of course, they took it away to be repaired and restored, and the painting is restored back in that um, art museum where thousands of people can go and, and see that painting. Paul, however, <coughs> knows of another restoration. Through Jesus Christ, God restores people's lives, and he does that for all people without discrimination. So as we've come to worship today, Paul asks us to have a different perspective. Good, we are coming in, leaving the world behind, looking up at Christ on cross, but just on the cross, but just for a minute, Dali challenges us with Paul to have a different perspective. And maybe think of like God does, looking down on the world or looking at the world. I don't think down or up makes much sense when we're talking about God but looking at the world through the death of Jesus for us on the cross, because that's how he sees the world. He doesn't not look at Christ on the cross when he sees the world. So I'm asking you to look and see Jesus at work through his people, ordinary people like you, and these ordinary people sharing the good news, and they do that because they've seen and see this extraordinary love of God for them in Jesus Christ on the cross. Ordinary people sharing the good news of Christ see this scene of Christ on the cross and then take that love out to the world. If you don't have this love of God in that picture there of Christ on the cross, willingly there out of love for you, if you don't have that in your life, well, then you're not going to share it. God's love for you in Jesus, so clearly shown in Jesus, will reach out to the ends of the earth through ordinary people like you. You who have been reached by that extraordinary love of God in Jesus Christ, you have that great message of God's love to tell, to live, to share. Amen. And the peace of God which passes all human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.